0: You know, there's a boiling debate on who lost Iraq, kind of like the who lost China in the yeah. late '40s. What's wrong? Do you agree with that narrative? I don't. I don't. I don't, th- I don't think it's black and white. I. I, I think it's gray. I, I think uh, the military operations we conducted provided an opportunity for us to be successful. I remind everybody that us leaving in, uh, at the end of 2011 was negotiated in 2008 by the Bush administration. So I, I, again, I'm not. I, it's not black and white. What I would say is having military on the ground allowed us to be honest brokers between some of these groups. And, and, and I think maybe if, as we all look back, uh, leaving some soldiers on the ground might have helped a little bit and might maybe have prevented where we are now. Uh, that is uh, some, uh, a part of the long exit interview for General Ordierno who probably spent more time in Iraq than any other general and certainly he wasn't just sitting there in an ivory tent he was out there fighting Senator Lindsey Graham's probably along with Senator McCain's been to Iraq and Afghanistan the war zones more than anybody he's also a, a, a served in the military for decades Senator Graham running for president going for the Republican nomination Senator Graham welcome back
1: Hey, thanks a bunch. That was an interesting interview right there.
0: Yeah, I mean, just to hear uh, General Artiurno, he's starting to get really cantankerous because we're starting to get the honest sense that the general now able to leave is speaking honestly. What is your take on who lost Iraq, which is the cover of many magazines, and the focus of Jeb Bush's speeches of late?
1: Well, it's pretty easy to say who lost Iraq. It was President Obama. He was told by his entire military team that we need at least 10,000 residual american troops left behind to keep the peace keep people moving forward uh the commanders actually represented uh recommended about fifteen to eighteen thousand i went to iraq at the request of secretary clinton with john mccain and uh, joe lieberman and we talked to the iraqi leadership all of them would have accepted a residual force but the white house would never give a number to the iraqis or us because the president wanted zero he got the number he wanted and leaving our, you know, leaving Iraq in 2011 without any troops was President Obama's decision. It was not the Iraqis refusing to accept troops, and uh, he lost Iraq.
0: What do you say to uh, when General Ordierno says, what a lot of Democrats say? Well, it was President Bush that signed that thing in two thousand eight of the Status of Forces Agreement.
1: Yeah, well, the whole goal was to uh, negotiate a follow on force uh, by 2011. They were negotiating heavily with the Iraqis, Uh, uh, and at the end of the day, I asked Prime Minister Maliki, would he accept troops? I went to um, Alawi. I went to Barzani. Barzani would accept the troops. Um, Maliki says, yes, I will accept troops if the others will. How many do you intend to leave? I turned to Ambassador Jeffries and uh, General Austin, and the answer was we're still working on that. The number got down to below 3,000 coming from the White House, cascading down from 10 to 3 at a point where it made no no sense to leave 3,000 behind. So they got the answer they wanted. They wanted zero. They wanted to be able to say they ended the war in Iraq. Uh, President Obama pulled out uh, against sound military advice. And the rest is history. If we had left our troops there, we wouldn't be facing what we are today.
0: Senator Lindsey Graham, our guest running for president. Uh, Senator Graham, you must make it clear if we want to win in Iraq now, if we want to kill ISIS for sure, we got to put troops on the ground.
1: Oh, absolutely. You're the only General one saying Jack that. King. Well, Jack King, who's been on your show many times, is the smartest guy I know. He uh, was the, the father of the, you know, the. Uh, the the surge was sort of his idea along with General Petraeus. We have 3,500 people on the ground. It is not working. We may take Ramadi, but we'll lose it again. You need about 10,000, according to General Keene, a couple of aviation battalions that can take the fight to the Iraqis, special forces on the ground, American special forces to kill their leadership, uh, and Ford air controllers to drop bombs on the right right targets. If we don't supplement the 3,500 with more American ground forces, we're not going to put Iraq back together again. And there is no game plan for Syria. We've spent $500 million training 60 people. There's nobody left in Syria to take a side down and defeat ISIL. So it's got to be an outside force. It's got to come from the region. And you're going to need five to 10,000 Americans to be part of this regional army. You cannot destroy ISIL without more american boots on the ground and if you think otherwise you just don't understand what's going on over there
0: i want to bring you to a point in the debate jeb bush was asked about iraq cut 24
1: to the families of those who died in that war who say they liberated a country and deposed a ruthless dictator how do you look at them now and say your brother's war was a mistake knowing what we know now
0: with faulty intelligence and not having security be the first uh, priority when when
1: we invaded it was a mistake i would Your reaction? Uh, It was not a mistake to take Saddam Hussein out because he was a destructive, destabilizing force in the region. He was shooting at our airplanes that were flying over Iraq under U.N. charter. He was gassing his own people. He was denying U.N. inspectors access to uh, weapon sites. So I'm glad he's gone, knowing there were no weapons of mass destruction. Apparently there wasn't. Uh, our ground invasion may have been, you know, we could have done it another way, but I'm not going to tell anybody who was involved in taking Saddam Hussein out that you did a bad thing, you did a good thing. By taking that dictator down, you made our country and the world over time a better place. I'm not going to ask the Iraqis to live in a dictatorship for our convenience. And Saddam Hussein was up to no good, and I'm glad he's gone. So I'm not going to say that to anybody. Here's what I will say to the Iraqi veterans. I'm sorry we wasted all you fought for. I'm sorry that everything you gained through the surge and the security you brought to Iraq was just wasted by leaving too soon because of a political promise by a president who doesn't understand what he's doing. That's what I'm sorry about. So
0: is it a mistake for Jeb Bush to say it's a mistake, especially with that last name?
1: Well, all I can say is I'm not going to say that. Here's what I like Jeb a lot, but he came out with his plan to defeat ISIL. It was woefully inadequate. Having a no-fly zone in Syria is a good start, but you need a ground component I'm trying to tell Jeb there's nobody left in Syria that we can train to topple ISIL and replace Assad because you've got to do both. They've been decimated, so a no-fly zone without a ground component won't work. He said he would send maybe some special forces into Iraq. That's not enough. You're going to need about three times the troops we have in Iraq to stabilize Iraq. If you don't fix Syria, you never fix Iraq. So all of our guys are criticizing Obama, but they're not coming up with a plan. My plan is simple. Whatever it takes, as long as it takes to destroy ISIL, that means about 10,000 troops in Iraq. And if it goes longer, it may require more. It's going to take a large regional army to go into Syria, and we're going to have to be part of that army so to make sure they don't get beat to destroy the Caliphate. So, uh, there we, is we, no we, other way to destroy ISIL without a ground force.
0: Well, if Bush 43 if knows that, and, and, and
1: we uh, have to be part of that ground
0: force. I'm sure Bush 43 knows that, and if Bush 43 knows that, why wouldn't, uh, Jeb Bush, who wants to be the 45th president know that? Is he trying to be too politically correct, trying not to alienate people who do not want a ground war?
1: I think what all of our guys are talking in circles about Iraq and Syria. Syria is the hard one, Brian. There's something to work with in Iraq. But the Kurds are not going into Syria to liberate uh, uh, um, destroy ISIL. They're not an expeditionary force. I can't explain what others say. But it's frustrating a little bit, quite frankly, to criticize the president without an alternative that's much different. A ground component. Do you believe that we can destroy ISIL in Syria and Iraq without ground forces?
0: Impossible.
1: Impossible. And it's impossible for the Iraqi army to liberate Ramadi and Mosul without more American ground capability. And here's the benefit of a ground force. You neutralize the advantage that iran has the shia militia are the most effective fighting force outside the kurds if we had more american ground forces inside of iraq it would neutralize the advantage that iran has today and general o, odenario on his way out said we should consider <clears throat> embedding american troops yeah. in the iraqi army i think we need to go to the battalion level get out of these headquarters get down on the ground with the iraqis at the battalion level so we can actually keep them from cutting and running
0: All right, Senator Graham, I want you to bring it to somebody else. He's leading the fray. This is his policy uh, on ISIS in Iraq.
1: Iran is taking over Iraq 100 percent, just like I predicted years ago. So I say this. I didn't want to go there in the first place, but now we take the oil. We should have kept the oil. Now we go in, we knock the hell out of them, take the oil. We thereby take their wealth. We take all their wealth, Steve. They have so
0: much money. Does Does that sound like a plan?
1: Yeah, it sounds like a stupid plan. How would you like your family member to go to Iraq uh, wearing an American uniform and say, hey, we're here to get your oil? How does that work? Is that what we're coming down to in this primary contest, to say that we're going to send an American ground force back to Iraq to get their oil? Now, obviously, he's never been in the military. What would the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff say about such a plan? Is that who we are as Americans now? Are we down to this, trying to have somebody to be commander-in-chief who believes that the solution to ISIL is to go back to Iraq and take their oil? How how would that go over? How would you like to be a soldier in Iraq saying, hey, I'm here to get your oil?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, the question is, uh, I agree with you. We can't go into the, any of these areas and just say, okay, we'll take your oil. However, it it is maddening to a lot of people that they're able to buy this oil on the black market from turkey use the oil residuals that they're able to get from syria and iraq and cash in on the market
1: absolutely destroy ISIL. i'm with you there but he's saying go to iraq and take the the oil from the iraqi people what i want to do is go into iraq with a american ground force supplementing the iraqis and destroy them in mosul and ramadi but go to their headquarters in syria with a regional army of uh, Egyptians, Jordanians, Saudis, and Turks, uh, probably eighty to hundred we'll be about five to ten thousand of that number, and pull them up out of the ground. The way you do destroy ISIL is you go in and clean them out, and you hold the territory.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, Senator Graham, what's it going to take for you to get traction? You got the experience; you, you do very well in these in interviews. I watch you in know, other networks. What's it going to take for you to get out of single digits?
1: that's a good question. Uh, you know, the debate I think substantially I did okay, but it was it was kinda weird for me talking to an open room is like doing a debate in the bathroom. Um, at the end of the day, just keep being me, going to Iowa, and New Hampshire, meeting as many people as I can, saying, I've got a plan to destroy ISIL. It won't be easy but they're not ten feet tall. We're on the road to becoming Greece. Tell me how you fix immigration without some bipartisan proposal. Do what Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill did, save Medicare and Social Security from bankruptcy. Just be me. Talk about things that really do matter, how you defend the nation under siege. And I think over time it's going to work. I think over time people are going to look around and say, the world's falling apart. Who's the most capable person to fix it? Who's the best person to be commander in chief? I've been to Iraq and Afghanistan 35 times. I know what we can do and what we can't do, what works and what doesn't. I've made mistakes. Forty-three's made mistakes. Obama's made mistakes. But I promise you I know how to help our military make us safe. I will but have their back as they have ours Senator back. Senator Graham,
0: you I'm see, see yeah, right, that's true. Governor Perry is somebody, too, who's waiting to resonate, and he seems to be running out of Great money. Job. Has that happened to you?
1: I'm, I'm okay. <clears throat> Send money. But we're doing fine on money. We can always use more. But I'm in it to win it. I like Jeb Bush. He's a good man. But anybody who wants to destroy ISIL, that's the right goal. You've got to have an American ground component in Iraq and eventually Syria, or they're going to hit us here. Here's what frustrates me is that they're coming here, Brian. They're going to hit us, and they're going to hit us hard if we don't go after them now. If I'm president, they're going to be small, poor, and on the run. Today they're large, rich, and entrenched. We're going to break them up. We're going to kill as many of them as we can. We're going to hold the territory and we're going to invest in the future of the Mideast, which are young people.
0: I hear you. And finally, here's Claire McCaskill on Donald Trump, the Democratic senator, cut 21. Relax, sleep well tonight. You will not be talking about President Trump in November
1: of 2016. I promise. Do you agree? You know, know, Donald Trump's tapped into frustrations, but 60% of people say they wouldn't vote for him under any circumstance. We can win in 2016. But we need to have somebody that's ready to be commander-in-chief on day one. Above all else, that's the job of the next president to reset a world that's falling apart. I don't think Mr. Trump is as qualified to be uh, commander-in-chief as I am, quite frankly, or anybody else running, including Hillary Clinton. The last person you want to reset the world is Barack Obama, Secretary of State. She doesn't bring a whole lot new to the table.
0: He is uh, Senator Lindsey Graham. Senator, uh, thanks so much. Best of luck uh, out on the trail. Thanks, Brian. Take care, Bill. You got it. Well, one We discuss a lot. When we come back, we even open up the gates to the flake gate.